0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unnecessary Noise. I'm your host, TJ Tulloch, and this is episode 30. This is a big one. This is the one we've been hyping up. Uh, not only is it episode 30, but we've crossed over the year mark. And that's awesome. That's, that's amazing. This thing has been going on uh, since last year. And so if you kind of count the do the numbers, what is it? we've been doing more than one a week. Now sometimes we did. A, I did about three a week, and sometimes uh, you know I've done. I haven't done one. I think the last time I did one would have been June twenty fifth. So I missed, missed all of July. That's okay. That happens. You got to go on vacation sometime. But overall, one one year thirty episodes. I'm I'm okay with that. That's a good that's a good pickup for me. So um, yeah, we started this back. Uh, June 30th, 2018. And I guess I released two episodes on that day. And I'm just, I'm just going back. This isn't going to be a clip show because I don't want to. I've got some big announcements coming up. And, uh, again, I've actually, believe it or not, I actually planned this show. Uh, but it started out as the T-Cast. And the T-Cast was the name of the show that we had called, I had called my very, very first show. And it had started off as the Thundercast. The idea being that uh, it was me and my buddy David Bauer find at the time, we would come together to talk about two movies. We'd basically just argue about which movie was better. And the whole story was two two movies enter, one movie leaves. Kind of like Thunderdome. But the problem was, I don't even know if it was a problem. We kind of tapped, we accidentally tapped into the Thunder Cats market and the Oklahoma City Thunder market. So we ended up shortening it. I ended up shortening it to TCAST when I started doing my own regular radio show. And just regular podcast, just so I could get used to broadcasting uh, with BCIT. It was a way for me to just continue doing... Kind of a radio personality gig, and being able to talk on the radio just uh, about various things and items and try and be entertaining and engaging and work on my vocal skills, so when that ended, I think we did I did it for a short year short little bit, and again i I know i 'm going on this massive little rant about the history of the show, but why not it 's episode thirty and it 's the one year so this is what my dad does all the it's like kinda like I don't know. My dad every year has to tell the story of my birth. Like it's the Christmas story whenever it whenever it's my birthday. So it's like I went out for a Flash comic. He was collecting comics. Um because the Flash was his favorite superhero and they were killing him off in nineteen eighty five. Barry Allen. But I went out and you were almost born on the 13th. This is not how my dad sounds at all, by the way. But you were born just on the 12th. At 1150-something. I can't remember. At this point, I'm just tapping my toe saying, let's eat cake. But that's what I'm doing to you. I guess the cycle of boring storytelling continues. And I'm not saying that. Dad's actually usually a pretty good storyteller. But this, uh, this is my story. As far as my podcast is concerned, so again after again after wow I'm peaking those levels uh, again after um, let's see if we can dial these back I've been doing I've been doing podcasts for years and I still can't get my levels right it's awesome uh, <laughs> I can talk I just can't speak <laughs> you know uh I'm so after BCIT I start I did a I did the tea cast for a little bit. Then I did a, another show. We called it the Oddly Entertaining Show with my buddy Drew. And then had to get out of that one. Uh, it, was, it was becoming a lot of work, the radio show. Just a lot of driving out to Abbotsford. And I didn't really, I don't know, after a while you get bored. Want to move on. Want to have some different projects. So, shut that down for a bit. And then I got the itch. About a year ago I got the itch. I'm like, dude... Dude, I gotta, I gotta do this. I have to, I have to, uh, I have to do a podcast again. And so here we are, here we are. We start. I started it again off as the T cast, but then I switched it halfway through. Unnecessary noise, because that's really what this podcast is. It's just a bunch of unnecessary noise, a bunch of ramblings, mindless ramblings. You're listening to me talk about um just musings and that's okay sometimes that is all right so i should have i could have called it the rough draft but now i'm going to call it unnecessary noise and that's okay because we're going to do a bit of a format change i'm hopefully going to be able to do this i the goal and you guys can keep me accountable is to try and have this uh four times a week that's my dream sunday monday tuesday wednesday Maybe I take Wednesday off and we do a Thursday episode just to follow it up. But that would be awesome. Uh, just to just to see if we could do that. That's that's the pipe dream. Is it going to come to fruition? Who knows. But uh, that's that's again that's what I would like to do. So let's talk about what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm recording these. I'm going to try and record these in the morning, and get uh, and get them up in the evening. I'm trying you know i'm going to be trying i'm trying real hard ringo real hard to be the shepherd i don't that was wow it's so weird that joke did not pan out as well as i i thought it would <laughs> it's weird to read your joke that you've prepared off of off of a page it's okay to riff i'm a riffer and I think sometimes that that can come off. That did not come off well. That was supposed to be my Quentin Tarantino. Uh, because I guess I kind of went off on a bit of a tangent here. So I'm going to try and stick to stick to the script. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, and, I, and I'm again, by script I mean I actually have certain plot points today. Which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to try and get these up in the mornings. Which is another struggle for me. Because I don't necessarily function in the mornings. Uh, I'm a nighthawk. Uh, I don't, um, I don't deal with mornings well. I don't function. and I don't understand morning people. Like there are some people that are so chipper. They get up in the morning, and this is the best part of their day. If I go to work in the morning, I'm a different person. I am miserable. I don't know, I guess the chemicals haven't settled. I feel like, yeah, just when I lie down to bed, when I go to bed, when I finally hit the hay, I think everything just disassembles. And I just feel like whatever's inside me just kind of all mushes together. All the all the enzymes and membranes and bones and like cells just separate apart. And I'm just a shell. And if I get up too early, they haven't gone back together. I think it's like Toy Story in my body. You know, when, when you know, just as soon as I go unconscious, you know, the cells just start, everyone's just all over the place and having a big party. And then by the time I wake up, if they haven't gotten back to where they're supposed to be, like, I am messed up. So that's why I'm staggering into work. <laughs> And, uh, and just hating the world, you know, and, th- and it's crazy, I love, I, it's funny, I do love my 3 to 11 shift though, if I'm working a 3 to 11 shift, it's a, it's a nice, it's nice, it's perfect, I mean, unless you love your job, um, and you're a morning person, Which most people don't. I'm going to say this right now. Most people don't love their job. Most people don't go to work because they enjoy what they do. They they go to work to get paid, and that's not a bad thing. That's just so they can so they can pay uh, for stuff like enjoying what they do. Whether that's like binge watching a Netflix episode, whether it's doing a dumb podcast that no one listens to, Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Whether it's travel blogging, yay. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's this is what you do. You pay. You go to work to pay for what you love to do. And if you're, if you're, unless you're on, uh, unless you love your job. There's nothing to look forward to when you go into work if you're on an opening shift. If I'm on an opening shift, at least. Um, especially if I'm at a job that requires me to talk to the general public. Because the best part of my day would be the 30 minutes before I open the store. Or or whatever. Store, bar, whatever you want to talk about. Um, and I'm just having my coffee. The problem is... I'm way too tired to care about this. I'm way too tired to care that, uh, that to, to really enjoy the fact that uh, that I'm having a nice coffee and there's no one in the building. Because I'm also worried that, you know, more people are going to be coming in and it's just, I got to worry about the hustle and the bustle of the day. And I don't necessarily want to be worrying about that sort of thing when I'm waking up, when I'm not fully functional, you know, and then if you, as soon as you start off that there's somebody has a problem, the first problem of the day is just coming way too early. I'm gonna be a little surly. It's just not. It's not a good fit. Uh, so when I but, but if I come in at three to 11, oh, great, I've had a chance to sleep in. I wake up at a nice time. The the you know the air is warm. <laughs> I I can go to the gym. I can get a couple of errands done, and then I go into work. Everything is better, and I'm refreshed. I'm ready to go. It's a bit of a long haul, uh, but you know what? I have the closing part of the evening to look forward to, and that's exciting. That's another thing. That's another thing. So you're always working together. Like if I'm if I'm on a team, if I'm on a team of people, I can. You know, we're looking forward to closing down and everything's just getting easier. And everything's getting better. You don't have necessarily have the super- supervisors in the building looking over your shoulder. Everything's just getting a lot more calm. The patrons are leaving. You know, the customers are going away. Things are just getting smoother. And then it's just clean up. And then it's quiet. And you're awake to enjoy the quiet. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's That's my... That's my jam, and that's why I like staying up. That's why I'm a nighthawk uh that's that's awesome that's that's why and I guess the argument that I always get from um from the from the other side from the morning people is well then you get to you get to enjoy your day, you really get to enjoy your day uh you're off at one and I, my my answer to that is to do what I'm gonna go home and nap. You know, because I didn't get much of a sleep. I'm gonna go home and nap, and nap, if I'm off at one, let's say I do a five to one shift, okay? Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do my five to one shift, be miserable, be all hot and sweaty and tired by the time I get off, and you know what I'm gonna do when I get home? Or like, when I get off work? I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna maybe hit McDonald's on the way home, because I want something fast, because I'm about ready to lose consciousness, Power that down, and then go to sleep for a couple hours. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to be doing. I don't know about you guys, but uh, that's that. Then I then I ko for about a couple hours, and then right around that time, like I wake up, it's five o'clock. I'm looking at it. And I might go grab some supper. Might go to the gym. Who knows? Probably just watch TV. Then I'll go back home. And then if friends ask me to, to hang out, I'll say I can't. You know why? Because I gotta be up at five in the morning. It's awful. It's the worst. I don't recommend it. Anyway, that's that's my rant. That's my rant against mornings. I remember when I used to intern at CKW nine eighty, and at the time it was located downtown in the heart of Vancouver, in the heart, left ventricle. That's right. Yeah, I'd had to get up at 3 a.m. and bus from Langley to work a 5 a.m. shift at 980. And you have to take the 502 down in the morning. And it stunk. Not only did I have to walk down to get the 502, but riding the bus and just staggering out of it or staggering off the SkyTrain to edit pieces of a Whitecaps interview. Yeah, no thank you. I'm not a morning person. But having said that I'm gonna be trying I'm gonna be trying for you guys uh, we're gonna try and do this four days a week uh, see what happens let's see what happens I I, I don't know uh, maybe I'll have a guest on I want to get some format stuff in and we're gonna be I'm gonna be playing with some some uh, segmenting with this and hopefully good things come out of it okay let's see what we got. Uh, just moving on here. Ooh, Sunday. All right. Um let's see. Do do do. Yeah. I think I am. I think I'm going to have a guest on at least once, once or twice. Maybe maybe via phone. That's probably the best way we're going to be able to do it. And then um uh I'm going to prep. I'm going to prep. It's going to be a lot better. Like today, I actually prepped uh, and, and have a little more consistency. I was watching, and the whole reason I stemmed from this is because I was watching Arnold give a talk about his life, and I loved it. It was this talk he gave, I think, last year. First of all, I love hearing Arnold talk because, I mean, everybody in the world has an Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, impersonation. Even if you've never seen a movie... You know who
1: he is because as soon as somebody goes, "No, how are you doing?" "Hi, let me tell you about my life." "No, kill me. Come on. I'm right here." You do the chopper. It's not a tumor.
0: They have like a million different things. He has a million different quotes, but you know that Austrian accent. It's so distinctive. It's It's Arnie. It's Arnie, and he's he's the man and he has this awesome uh, I think he was talking to a grad class, so he had this awesome speech he gave, and it was all about vision and how you have to have a vision for your life. And you know what? I drank the Kool-Aid. You know why? Because he wrote the Bible of bodybuilding. And when I was growing up, probably, what, late teens, early 20s, for everyone in my generation... Especially from like the years like I would say from probably like 15 to 25, that was your reading material. And again, you had the internet. you still had like people uh, you, had, you had certain websites that were coming up and going and uh, going online and doing things and um, and giving you material. but Arnold's book was the Bible. that was the one that was the one you'd go to. that was you'd do the workout that was insane. In there that took you about three hours to get through one. And I worked out harder than anyone else. And I loved, like, the best part about this Bible of bodybuilding
1: was, this is not the biography about me and my movies. Uh, He says it right in the first
0: pages. And by the way, you can't read that book and not read it in Arnold's voice. I've tried. Or at least I can't read that book and not read it in Arnold's voice. Like, it's, it's hard to... Because you want you want him to be talking to
1: you, hi, how are you? Let me tell you about my life it, um,
0: it's pre it's pre-governor. I think it's like uh post I think he might is jingle all the way in there? I'm not sure, but I think that's kind of the the rounded the time yeah it, 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 it's heck of a movie career, but yeah, halfway through there's a big spread. I love it. He's, he says it's not a part of his bio. Then halfway through, a big spread of him and Danny DeVito hanging out, him on the set of Conan. And like I get the ones of like Conan and like Raw Deal where his biceps are pumping, but when he's just hanging out with Danny DeVito and Twins, nah, do we need that? I don't know. I I don't I don't know. It's still awesome. I loved it and uh it's a great book. Still recommend anybody. Still like the Mecca, still like the Bible for anyone that wants to uh, to get in shape. That one, and I, I have Jim Stoepani's uh, Encyclopedia of Muscle and Fitness. He kind of wrote the New Testament, I would say. If
1: Arnold's is like the old one, like, in the beginning there was me and my biceps and Joe Wader and I bought them. Yo!
0: Then, uh... <laughs> then Jim Stopani's the new generation where he's actually using science uh, and, and he's like, PhD, um, it's, he's published through a lot of, uh, I think, I forget who publishes his book, but it's great, his app's pretty solid too, so, but yeah, if you want the, if you want the Arnie, he's still a visionary, and that's why, again, that's why I, uh, I decided to, to try and amp up and do, um, uh, be more consistent with unnecessary noise. His his whole talk was like,
1: "You got to have a vision for your life. So if you go in, you're going to be you're never going to be working a day in your life." Which I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to. I I still
0: think you have to work. I think it's kind of a bit of column A and a bit a bit of column B. I think Jerry Seinfeld. I subscribe to more of the Jerry Seinfeld uh, school of thought, where you you have to put in the work. You know, like, sometimes it's tough coming up with jokes. Some uh, His big thing was, I remember hearing an interview where he said, you know, he was watching, he was a comedian, and he was watching uh, these construction workers go into work, and he said, these guys are doing it every day, and I'm only doing it you know, once every week when I can get on. Why am I not treating this like a full-time job? And he had a good point. Why, if you're going to do something, if you're going to throw yourself into something, why why don't you do what you love? And I think that's, that's kind of where Arnold was getting at, too, in a way.
1: But he's like, yeah, you go to the work, I'm not even working. Uh,
0: keeping your eye on the prize. Anyways, this isn't supposed to be motivational. This was just, again, I was actually, like, this was just all part of the intro. All part I'm looking at my my page and my setup for this. This is all intro stuff. This was stuff I'm vamping about. I literally maybe just had like one comment on Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then I just, yeah, a little bit of a tangent. That's all good. What can I say? I love Arnold. I love his movies. I love uh, you know, T2's coming out. They're making a, they have a new they have a new Terminator coming back, and they're bringing out Linda Hamilton and uh, John, uh, Edward Furlong. For along with Arnold, the original three, they should bring back. I wonder, like they can't, but I'd love to see them bring back Robert Patrick. Just try and see him run now. Maybe they bring back like a better version of him. Like uh, I know they try, they changed him up. They changed up the T eight hundred in in the last one. Was it Genesis, which I didn't hate as much as people hated. Like I thought I thought it was fine. I didn't it wasn't was it great? No. Um but was it, you know, I thought it was better than Terminator 3. It might be the second best Terminator in the series. I mean, I the like, Terminator 1's I guess iconic with the I'll be back, but even then I don't you watch Terminator 1 nowadays. It's okay. It's kind of it's kind of a hokey B movie, but uh and it's got, I mean, it's got some epic moments in it, but T2, t is still one of the best movies, I would even argue, all time, just sets, sets the standard. So many great moments in that film, so. Speaking of movies, speaking of films that I've seen, yeah, gonna move on to another topic. Segway. You know what the problem is? I gotta work on my segways, too, because I can't tell you it's a segway if it's a segway, Right? Uh, but speaking of movies, I finally saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Let me give you my thoughts on that. Overall, it's the if you haven't heard of it, it's the new Quentin Tarantino one. Uh, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Brad Pitt, the, like, the story loosely, and I do say loosely, is uh, Brad Pitt is a stunt double for Leonardo DiCaprio, who's a washed-up actor. And yeah, it's good. It's good for a movie, um, and I, I, I do. I have to say that though. Like, I feel like I have to say that. You know, it is if it's a Tarantino movie, you feel like yeah, you almost have to. You have to say like you liked it, um. And because if you, it's almost like the Emperor's New Clothes. Is the one kid that's going to say that's that stinks and that wasn't great. Uh, there, people are going to be like, no, you. You can't be saying that. It's, you know, only the wisest men think that Tarantino's films are good movies. So obviously everybody thinks that Quentin Tarantino's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a good movie. Well, um, I don't know if it is. Uh, that was, if <laughs> you heard that rustling, that was my dog. Um, my dog just kind of bolted out Literally past my mic microphone. This is a great part about doing, um, doing a podcast from your home. <laughs> you have all sorts of animals there. Thank goodness I don't have a fish anymore. You can't see the because that thing made a lot of noise. Um, but no, I I wasn't. Was it a good movie? Was it a well crafted movie? Yes. Was it. Tarantino's best movie? Not by a long shot, I don't think. Um, I think that there were a couple of moments in the film that um, I just felt that weren't... um, It just wasn't as strong as it usually is. So, like, it seemed long-winded. You know what? That's it. I feel like I could have gone... Uh I could have walked into this movie. It's a 2 hour and 45 minute film, right? And I could have walked into this movie. I could have walked into this movie about an hour in, not missed um not missed what was going on. So, one sec. The dog is back. Yeah. This is <laughs> What's up, dog? You going to come on my podcast? You going to say something? Yeah. Didn't think so i'm literally i'm literally podcasting from my bed now just on my mic (laughs) i'm not on like i'm not on my bed but i'm using it as a desk just because it's like a nice open space so my dog just likes to jump up and kind of chill out behind it and you don't need much i need a microphone that's all i need to do this so i'm getting back to can i can i get back there can I get back to talking about this now? I'm talking to the dog, not you, listeners. Can I? Are we cool? He's giving me a stink eye, I'm like, dude. I was just checking to see who was at the door. I was just protecting. I'm just serving and protecting. That's what this dog does. Um, but no, it was okay. I mean, I feel like I have to say it's a good movie, though. Like it. I don't think it was good for a Tarantino movie. And do I judge? Am I supposed to judge him on the way I judge other movies? Like I I here's how I here's how I rank um these movies. Uh I think if you're going to put it in the pantheon, I think I put Pulp Fiction as the best. That's damn near close to uh to a perfect film as one can get. And Glorious Bastards and Reservoir Dogs are right up there for me too. Uh right under it is Django Unchained. And uh, and Kill Bill, and I, the reason I j- marked Django just a little lower is I felt there were moments of exposition that were trying to be too much like Inglorious Bastards, and then a couple of the scenes that were long, um, just with the trying to show the passage of time. I get, but it just it just seemed long, like kind of like they were trying to. I guess he was trying to mimic the Searchers. Like was that his homage to uh, John Ford's The Searchers? That's that's what I felt, at least. Maybe I'm wrong. It uh, did have a cool cool original score, though, uh, by the guy that, that scored uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. That was kind of fun. But, um, yeah, Kill Bill, same thing. It, it's a good movie, uh, just not as good as... I don't think it's as good as uh, the top three that I just mentioned. And then below that, I think there's Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown kind of falls into a weird category on its own. And then... Uh, the lower bottom half of it, I would say. Uh, you could argue Death Proof and Hateful Eight, which is a good movie. It's just, uh, again, not. I don't think it's his top tier. And then this one would probably fall in between there. I think it's somewhere in between Hateful Eight and Death Proof. So uh, it's it's okay. Again, a little long winded and just a lot of meandering through Hollywood. Is it nicely shot? Yes. But can, I t- can you tell me the plot? Uh, not until about halfway through the movie. And it's just like, okay, so... He's kind of just wandering around. There's something to do with Charles Manson. And there's just a lot of Brad Pitt driving around. You take out all the p- scenes of Brad Pitt driving around. And maybe a couple more at that creepy uh, creepy cult compound. That would have been... That would have been interesting. And then he does his... Uh, spoilers. I'm going to do a spoiler right now. Um... So if you're listening, don't uh, – maybe, like, skip 30 seconds ahead. Uh, but, yeah, he, he ends up – the guy – what is it? Leo's character lives up next to uh, uh, Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. And then Roman Polanski there um, – what is it? The the Manson family doesn't end up killing Roman Polanski. Uh, Brad Pitt – or not Roman Polanski. doesn't end up killing Sharon Twi- uh, Tate – uh, um, they end up going to Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's or er, house and or er, Leo DiCaprio's house and Brad Pitt's there and there's a whole big fight that breaks out and uh, they they all die uh, except like the Manson family essentially dies. So, yeah, it was it was interesting. It was revisionist history and uh, well, wow, am I there? We go. Am I back on the mic there? I'm using a cheap mic right now, and we'll figure this out eventually. I keep saying that I'm gonna try eventually upgrade my sound system uh, to get something better. I should have just recorded this on my phone, but uh, yeah. So it's it's okay. Again, it's all right, but there's just a lot of there's just a lot of meandering. And again, and the way I will say the way, by the way, I judge how good the movie is, is if I'm going to rewatch it. If that's when I'm like, wow, I got to see that again. um, That's usually kind of a good guideline to whether or not I think it's a good movie. Will I give it a second watch? For sure. Uh, I've I've watched all of Tarantino's films multiple times, but is it one of, is it going to be one of my go-to's? like if I'm just if I'm looking for a good summer movie probably not uh there's there's a few on the list not like not like the top 3 I mentioned but yeah that's um that's kind of my review it's uh, yeah it's interesting though the one thing I'll say that's interesting about the film if put it this way if Sharon Tate uh doesn't get murdered does and this is a weird this is a weird what if does roman polanski have sex with a minor or sexual relations or what the uh, what's whatever the charges are he's not allowed back in the states does that happen let's see roman polanski i'm going to look this up right now because yeah there it is does he, because sexual abuse, um, in 78, he's accused with, uh, I think he's accused of uh, moving t- of the whole incident, right? That's, is it 78, 77, uh, after making, after, uh, making Chinatown? I'm, I'm reading this off of uh, Wikipedia. Polanski was arrested at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel for the sexual assault of a 13-year-old. Uh, who modeled for Polanski during a Vogue magazine photo shoot the previous day around the swimming pool at the Bel Air home of Jack Nicholson. Uh, Polanski was indicted on six counts of uh, criminal behavior, including rape. At his uh, arraignment, he pled not guilty to all charges. Uh, And now he's, and again, uh, what was it? uh, Galley's attorney uh, attorney arranged a plea bargain in which five of the six charges would be uh, dismissed, and Polanski accepted. Um, but yeah. Uh, as a result of the plea bargain, Polanski pleaded guilty to char- to the charge of unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor and was ordered to undergo 90 days of psychiatric evaluation. This is weird. This is... Um, yeah. And then, uh, because he ends up going to... He ends up leaving for Poland, right? Like he's not allowed in in the states. He's deported, right? I can't. I can't remember. I'm not going to read the whole thing. That's not what this podcast about. But I guess the, my point being is, did that one incident? Was he already kind of just in the Hollywood uh, in the Hollywood scene and kind of? Just be acting free and loose as it was, or did the Sharon Tate murder mess him up so bad that uh he just didn't know what was going on? I don't know does he like does he just go home to Sharon Tate if if that murder doesn't take place anyway it's just a weird weird lining line of uh thoughts weird weird line of questioning and um uh, yeah. I'm gonna move on. It was overall, uh, what would I, what did I give it? I think I gave it like it's like a six eight or a seven one out of ten. Would I re- rewatch it? Yeah. Um, it's like I said, just not one of the better Tarantino movies. And some people will feverishly defend defend that, saying,
1: "No, you're wrong. You're so wrong. It's
0: the best." I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's okay. It's all right. I I can't I don't know what to say. Um I'm going to move on. I was looking at man I it's funny. I I wanted to talk do some Twitter stuff just because I love Twitter. Twitter's great. Instagram's fun. People like to look at the pretty pictures. Twitter's interactive. You know, I mean, and it's just funny because I know a lot of kids don't like to don't like to read they don't like to write things you know they, they everyone wants to post a picture of themselves looking cool except yeah and I mean that's fine that's fun but Twitter seems to be the place that you can go just to yell about stuff and I guess that's why so many people get banned if I'm looking at this it just seems like a big shouting match sometimes and I and I like I love it it's entertainment right and nowhere is this more prevalent than, then like, tr- Donald Trump. Like, his tweets are phenomenal. If I'm looking at, again, if I'm looking at Instagram, everyone's trying to be, and I think I've said this before, everyone's trying to be the soapbox messiah. The one that says, oh, come, like, be live your best life. Uh, be inspirational. You know, I mean, I've got a par like, even I've got a parody account that says, like, you know, uh, it's my hype package. I'm going to amp you up for the day. You know, and it's, I mean, mine's more goofy than anything. It's kind of, but like, there's so many people telling telling you, it's okay, be yourself, be like, be different, be unique. And then they all want to go travel to the same beach and take the same picture, right? Uh, I feel like this is the one, this is, this is the underbelly, aside from like Reddit and 4chan, this is where you start to see like, oh, this is, celebrities really think this. And I mean, you know, Donald Trump obviously burst open the floodgates for real, <laughs> real, <laughs> just real, um, I guess comments, unfiltered comments. That's the best way to say it. It's unfiltered comments because before it was very similar. You'd have had like, oh, so-and-so's doing this and like, you know, live your best life and it's okay. We've got hope, 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 hope. But yeah, then you've got Joe Biden just said we believe in facts, not truth. Does anybody really believe he's mentally fit to be president? This is the president of the United States words just firing shots. Usually you let other people do this and you take the high road. We are playing in a very big and complicated world. Joe doesn't have a clue, exclamation mark. I I don't understand, like... We believe in facts, not truth. I'm just looking at that statement. How does how does he extrapolate uh the mental uh the mental capacity of of Joe Biden from <laughs> from that statement? And I guess I don't know the context, but I, I just I'm I find that fascinating. You know, and then like I mean a guy retweeting you know, this is the pre- again the president of the United States just retweeted uh, died of suicide. Uh, what is it? A guy that says um, uh, talking about Jeffrey F. Epstein. And he was he was the guy that was in in the sex trafficking thing. He died of suicide on a, on a twenty four hours uh, twenty four hours suicide watch. Yeah, right. How does that happen? This is something the president of the United States is retweeting. He had information on Bill Clinton, and now he's dead. I see the Trump hashtag Trump body count is trending, but we know who did this. So they're saying, so they're they're talking about this guy is talking about the fact that he thinks Bill Clinton murdered, uh, murdered had this guy what is it Jeffrey Epstein murdered. We I you know what what the heck. Donald, what happened to innocent until proven guilty? Oh, man. I mean, American politics is just fun. Like, it's just... It's it's funny because it's so absurd. And meanwhile, it's just... There's so much... I'm looking... I'm actually going to go look through... Uh, and see if I get a positive... When, when I can see a positive tweet. Um, And let's see. Okay... Um, Clinton. China wants to make a deal so badly. Thousands of companies are leaving because of tariffs. They must stem the flow. At the same time, China may be hoping for a Democrat to win so they can continue the great ripoff of America and the th- theft of hundreds of billions of dollar sign apostrophe s exclamation mark. Cause big disruption by going to Manhattan. Working almost all the time, including evenings. Don't have to be in the White House to do that. Dot, dot, dot. And so many other false statements. He's right about one thing, though. I will win again in 2020. Otherwise, he pays 95% in taxes. Who said that? I just don't even know. Like Sometimes he responds and you don't know what he's responding to. Like, how crazy is that, too, that you think that the President of the United States could be actually responding to one of your tweets? You know what I mean? Like, you've hooked him. That's amazing to me. I just, I don't understand it. Uh, A small, also a small uh, apology for testing short-range missiles, that this testing would stop when the exercise would end. Oh. Uh, got to see by accident wacko comedian Bill Maher's show so many lies blah 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 never has the press been more inaccurate unfair or corrupt uh, also a small apology um, apology for short oh no sorry Here's here it is I'm reading this upside down because he sent this tweet and then he sent the um, the second half of it In a letter sent to me by Kim Jong-un, he stated very nicely that he would like to meet and start negotiations as soon as the joint U.S.-South Korea joint exercises are over. It was a long letter, much of it complaining about the ridiculous and expensive exercises. Also, a small apology for testing the short-range missiles, and this testing would stop when the exercises end. I look forward to seeing Kim Jong-un in the not too distant future. <laughs> <laughs> the nicest thing he has to say. No, but seriously, the nicest thing he has to say is, and I mean, maybe, yeah, you know, what a wacko is about North Korea. Like, you just, everyone just dump, dump, dump. Like he's just such a he's such a professional wrestling heel. Like he is a classic, like it's 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 a heel. He's doing what Ric Flair did. You know, he's got these these outlandish, overrated statements that people don't really just have a comeback for because they're just so surprised this guy would say it. Oh man. Wow. Anyway. Just Hey, I see like Kim Jong Un's lighting lighting up missiles, he sends a letter, lighting missile like having shooting off missile. Like, by the way, like look, it, it's just Kim Jong Un. Look, Donald, it's I mean, really, really sucks uh, that you're doing this U.S. South Korea exercise. Okay, with the military, it's just kind of bumming me out. So. Cheer me up! I'm gonna light a couple of, couple of fireworks off, a couple bombs. c what is it? I c b m s in the sky, just little ones, just a little roman candles. Just to make me feel better about myself. I'm still a big man, I'm still champ of the hermit kingdom. You know, just leave me alone. Just I just like call me when it's over, okay, bro? But like maybe we can hang out. I'm just like I'm just feeling feeling a little attacked here. Oh man, I I don't know. I don't know. Try, I mean, this is this is low hanging fruit, but uh, y- yeah, it's it's amazing to see, like, just how ridiculous this has gotten. So, um, let's see what Scam BC's got. Hmm. Well, or maybe we will talk about Scam BC tomorrow. We'll tackle. I'll tackle this one tomorrow, but uh, that was. I thought I'd talk about Trump today. Maybe he'll. Maybe we'll cover one Trump tweet a day. That might be a segment. I'm not sure. One Trump tweet, one Florida man, maybe a Reddit story. I don't know, but I do know is that uh, I'm pretty much done on this thing today. So that's been fun. This has been a good little chat. You can hear my. I gotta get some WD forty for my chair. I hope that doesn't pick up. But uh, I guess the moral of the story, I feel like this one ran well. Maybe not as smooth as some of the others, but hopefully, you know what? We're going to try and do this. We're going to get this done four days a week um, and get this out to you a lot faster. I'm probably going to talk about SummerSlam tomorrow and, I, and maybe a little panoramic ridge. Panorama. Panorama. Bam, bam, pam bam, bam pan, Panorama. Ma, 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 ma. That's... Um, that that was my interpretation of the Van Halen. So, yeah. Moral of the story, be prepared and have a vision for your life. Maybe just not have it include, like, five hours of Brad Pitt driving around Hollywood and it'll work out. Cause, and it's okay. And that's the thing. It's okay to not like every Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. That's it. Having said that, it's still not a bad movie. That's my, like, cop-out, my back door. It's like, no, it's still good. He's still got good stuff. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at TJ Tulloch or on Instagram at TJ Tulloch. And, yeah, that's about it. Anything you want to hear about, anything you want to talk about, anything you want to send me, slide into my DMs. Just slide in there. Send me a funny little GIF, and uh, we'll talk about it. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day.